Hi, I'm Graham Mack and welcome to the Pod 20, the countdown of the most popular podcasts in the world right now. This week, my special guest is the legendary broadcaster Ross Williams from the boxing podcast Fight of My Life. The Pod 20 is heard on podcast radio on DAB in the UK, on demand in the USA at talkers.com, around the world on multiple platforms and as a podcast itself. Into the chart now and at number 20, the Jordan Harbinger Show, in-depth conversations with people at the top of their game. 19. Distractable, thoughtful discussions about funny, out there or otherwise interesting stories from everyday life. 18. The Breakfast Club, the world's most dangerous morning show, with DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Chalamet, the God. 17. The Bible in a Year, with Father Mike Schmitz. Father Schmitz walks you through the entire Bible in 365 episodes. Here's the American comedian Lewis Black talking about the Bible. There is a big difference between the old Testament and the New Testament, and that is the New Testament God is really kind of a great guy. He is, especially when you compare him to the Old Testament God, who is a <laughs> I don't know what happened to God, you know, over time, how he matured if he went to an anger management class. <laughs> Or maybe just the birth of a son calmed him down. <laughs> but before he had the kid, holy f he was out of control. Lewis Black reminding us that the Bible in a year with Father Mike Schmitz is at number 17 this week on the Pod 20. 16, On Purpose with Jay Shetty. Fascinating conversations with the most insightful people in the world. 15. Behind the Bastards, the worst humans in history. 14. The Influential Women Podcast with Nikki Bannerman. Nikki, you've interviewed a lot of broadcasters. What have you learned or even stolen from them as a broadcaster yourself? Gosh, well, I don't know. Well, actually, Jane Garvey said to me, what kit do you use for your podcast? But just before she started, fortunately, podcaster... So I was thinking, oh, wow, I hopefully helped <clears throat> with that incredible success. They're going on tour and stuff now. But um, I learned from all of them, really. You know, yeah. you, you, I think radio people are so giving and so kind. And actually, they're always prepared to help someone on the way up or sit in. I've sat in on the Women's Hour um, production uh, just to watch and learn. I've sat in on the Jeremy Vine show. And the Steve Wright show, I met the Steve Wright show, uh, Steve Wright in his show before lockdown. And, you know, to learn from those shows, how they interview, what they, you know, what, how they question, what they script, what they put on their cards. It's really, I learn a lot from that, watching their, their body language, listening to how they pick up on a question and where they go with it. It's quite fascinating, really, isn't it? Yeah. So you, the podcasts you listen to, you mentioned a couple earlier. Are, are there yes. any others? And are they are they predominantly oh, yes. interview podcasts? I do prefer the sort of chat show podcast. The long-form interviews. The long-form question and answer podcast. Yes, the Rongan Chatterjee one. Feel better, live more. His voice is so calming and soothing. His last one of the year before he took a break, and he said, I'm taking a break for family time. You know, it's just very 
honest. Um, he said <clears throat> community was about sitting around the fire, telling stories, singing and togetherness and, and how loneliness now is worse than alcohol and smoking with our mental health. And he said that, you know, that modern disconnected world now is making us more unhappy. And he's big on happiness and how to find it. One of his other podcasts said, take five minutes every day to move more and you will feel happier. And he said, dance when you're putting the kettle on or, you know, do something silly to make other people laugh or just to make yourself laugh. And so I now, when I put the kettle on, I dance around the kitchen and put a particular, you know, dance track on or something. And it does, which within five minutes, it makes you feel happier because you're just laughing at yourself thinking, oh God, can the neighbours see me or whatever? Or, you know, the children see me or it just, he's so right. You know, happiness drives us. He said, oh, and doing something, this this podcast literally just before Christmas said, he's, he's got a new book coming out, Happy Minds, Happy Lives. Um, but he said, if you do something every day to give others happiness. So he said, talk to your postman, talk to someone in the supermarket, talk to your delivery driver. You know, it makes a difference to their day and it, then it'll make a difference to your day. And I just love you know, thinking the well-being philosophy type ones. Um, one, of, one of the best ones I heard of a random act of kindness, if you live in an area where this happens, but if you have to go through a toll booth, like if you have to go over the uh, the bridge into Wales or, or through a tunnel and you have to pay a toll, and it's yeah. one of those ones where you actually, it's a human being and you give them the money. It's like saying, if you want to feel great for the rest of the day, pay for the car behind you as well. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Because you don't know them. Yeah, that's a brilliant idea. (laughs) Yeah. That is true. And actually, I was going up to uh, my my daughter's at Manchester Uni. I was going up to visit her on the train and someone actually didn't have, uh, you were only allowed to use a card because you weren't allowed cash and they didn't have it because they were from a different country. And I said, oh, for goodness sake, how how much is, what has he bought? And they said, it's only a coffee. And I was just like, I'll buy it, I'll buy it. And they were like, (laughs) They were like, you'll buy that man's coffee. I was like, yes, you know, for goodness sake, it doesn't matter. You know, so I did that. And then because my train was delayed, then the train guy said, oh, well, you bought him a coffee and your train was delayed. So I'll buy you this sandwich. Which, <laughs> And it was, it was like this chain reaction. It was just hilarious. And I was laughing by the time I got back to my seat that everyone was happy uh, because it's so simple, isn't it? But it's so unexpected. People think it's a big deal. It's not a big deal, really, is it? No, and that one about moving, you know, there is something about that too. If you you fake it till you make it. If you force yourself to do I know someone who who had depression and, and apparently he says that the time that it was hardest for him was when he was getting dressed in the morning. As he was starting to put his socks on, he would kind of freeze and he could oh, be on the, the edge of the bed there for like an hour not being oh, able God. to move. But rather than try and overanalyze what was wrong with him and get to the root of the depression and all that, he found yeah. that if he forced himself to put the socks on, yeah. and the dogs. rest of the day was much better. You know, wow, it's a physical him. thing. It that, is. Well, it's physiological. They, it's been proven that if yeah, you move, yeah. you feel better, which is why yeah, exercise yeah. works. You know, I swim quite a few times a week and you know, you can go from grumpy as heck to within 15 minutes, it's like a reboot button. Yeah. The Influential Women podcast with Nikki Bannerman is at number 14 this week on the Pod 20. 13. Freakonomics Radio. The Hidden Side of Everything with Stephen J. Dubner, co-author of the Freakonomics books. 
Episode 495 is called Why Are There So Many Bad Bosses? 12. Hidden Brain Shankavadantam uses science and storytelling to reveal the unconscious patterns that drive human behavior. 11. Oaf One of the hosts is Tom Linney. Tom, besides making the podcast, what else do you get up to? I mean, I tend to go to the cinema a lot, Graham. I will level with you. So uh, I'm going to Manchester next week for a few, day, few days, which will be nice. Uh, really? Go Manchester's going to be nice? Do you know what? I love going to Manchester. Yeah. Really? Yes. Yeah, I love, I love going to different cities in the UK. Yeah. Going to uh, Edinburgh in a couple of weeks as well. That's a, a good week, city. A couple of weeks after that, as so, yeah. Edinburgh's a good oh, city. So you, so you said you're from the northwest. Are you, are you not Manchester then? Well, I was born in Liverpool, but we, when I was two years old, we moved out to Great Sankey near Warrington, which is 15 miles away from Liverpool. Which, if you know Liverpool, is like being, you know, the other side of the world when you're 15 miles away. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Warrington is kind of halfway between Manchester and Liverpool, so one half of Warrington connects to Liverpool and the other half connects to Manchester. Like, for instance, Chris Evans is from Warrington, but he's from the eastern side, so he's more connected to Manchester, but people from the western side of Warrington, where Great Sankey is, are more... Con and it was one of those things, it was kind of an overspill from both the cities ended up in, in there, because it's cheaper housing and you got more space and all the rest of it. And both cities in the 60s, but well, particularly Liverpool, went through a really hard time, 60s and 70s. So yeah, so I, and so I my connection is to Liverpool because I was born there, but uh, I spent a long time away though. You know, from the age of eight, I was out the UK f for fourteen and a half years. From the age of eighteen, from from nineteen eighty three to nineteen ninety seven, I was in New Zealand and Australia. So uh, so I feel pretty connected to Sydney as well, but it's just one of those one of those weird things. Yeah, I spent a year in Sydney. Did you whereabouts? Uh, mostly in Roselle, Balmain okay. Roselle. Yeah, that's a good. Did you, did you watch the Balmain Tigers? I uh, did. Yeah, West Tigers. Yeah, no. We oh, went, yeah. So was that right super? Was it Tigers, was it Super League when you were there? Because when I was there, I left Australia. I left. Well, we first went to Sydney in 1990, and uh, it was still old NRL. And we used to watch the North Sydney Bears at North Sydney Oval. We lived in Wollstonecraft near Crow's Nest on the North Shore, yeah. and. Uh, yeah, but it was Balmain Tigers with uh, Benny Elias was their big player. It was the rugby league there is just great. Yeah, I mean, it was 99, 2000 I was there. So okay. Was ago, yeah. So I was back here by then. I came back here in 97. Yeah. So what were you doing in Sydney? So I was just there working there for the Olympics as well. You were there for the Olympics? Wow. Yeah, yeah, with one of my friends. We just... Oh, you were illegal. No, 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 we weren't a leader. You had, no, you, we had a you visa. Had, but you had, you had a visa, you had a work visa. Oh, yeah. good for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, no, no, it was, um, yeah, it was just... Uh, <laughs> there's just there's a lot of English people I know that went there on holiday visas and worked well, yeah, in, in the basement of the Queen right? Victoria building. There's a thing called Eat Street. It's all the food places. And it was all run by English people. Well, it run by English people. English people worked there. I don't know what it's like now, but that's how it was, yeah. Sorry. No, no, so all, while all my friends were at uni, I wasn't ready to go to uni and I just went to Australia for a, a year. Oh, this was gap year? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, no. I had about cap four years. Did you really? Yeah. Yeah. No, I was. I, I was an air conditioning engineer. Sydney, Australia, is probably one of the worst places in the world to be uh, an air conditioning engineer, because what you do is you you drive to places where the air conditioning doesn't work. You go to a stinking hot building and go inside it, 
and have to fix it. And then as soon as you fixed it and the building's cooled down, you leave and go to another stinking hot building. It's just the, the worst, it's the craziest job ever. Yeah, so that's why I decided that's to get in there. air conditioning engineers while I was over there. You did? What like companies? Was it Hayden's, Easterways? Oh, I haven't got a clue. Great. I worked for, I worked for Easterway. I I Hayden was a big one. Much of that year, I'll be yeah. honest. Yeah, yeah. Well, how about that then, eh? So we got something in common. Yeah. Well, if you ever need anyone to come on your podcast and talk about living in Sydney or getting into radio in Sydney when you don't know anyone in radio, well, you don't know anyone in Australia, never mind in uh, in radio. Um, <laughs> well, I'll be in touch, Graham. Yeah, okay. If you're looking for guests and, and one of them lets you down, obviously, because uh, yeah. surely I'm not going to be first can choice. Can be in North London at six o'clock on a Friday? Exactly. That, that's yeah. the only stipulation. Well I, well, I can because I live in Hitchin and Hertfordshire. And uh, the train goes straight into King's Cross, uh, you know. It's so, far. Well, if you live at Finsbury Park, I could get off there. I mean, I, I got off at Finsbury Park when I went to watch Liverpool play Arsenal at the Bin Laden Stadium or whatever the thing's called. Yeah, interesting place. If you want to go for a quiet night, lots of empty seats to choose from. Oaf is at number 11 this week on the Pod 20. At 10, sips, suds and smokes. Everything good in life is worth discussing. Wine, tea, coffee, whiskey, beer, cigars, barbecue. People whose first name starts with a Q. Ex-Amish, the state of Alabama, roadkill and Canadians. 9. Conan O'Brien needs a friend. After 25 years at the late night desk, Conan has never made a real and lasting friendship with any of his celebrity guests. So, he started a podcast to fix that. 8. The Jordan B. Peterson Podcast enlightening discourse that will change the way you think. 7. The Trojan Horse Affair A strange letter appears on a city councillor's desk in Birmingham. It lays out an elaborate plot by Islamic extremists to infiltrate the city's schools. But where did it come from and who wrote it? This podcast investigates. 6. Fight of Your Life The Boxing Podcast hosted by Ross Williams Ross, what podcasts inspire you? I don't really have any particular favourites. Oh, I must listen to this podcast. Um, my eldest is a massive consumer of podcasts and uh, lifestyle and what have you. I like the gardening ones because I like gardening. Yeah. I like music podcasts. Whatever I happen upon, yeah. really. Maybe you could suggest a couple of good ones that I would like. At the moment, my favourite is off the air which is uh, is a guy called Jonathan Brandmeier, who is a legendary Chicago broadcaster who finds himself in between stations, shall we say. Oh, yes. We've all been there. Yeah, for for a while he did a podcast and it was was terrific, but he, for some reason, he's had to move house and he's moved to Wisconsin and he's, he put a video up on YouTube last week that he's, he's trying to rent a studio to start something off again. But Jonathan Brandmeier, Johnny B, okay. uh, I, I, when, he comes, when he comes back, he's something to check out. It's a stream of consciousness. He just talks for yeah. almost two hours. While he's kind of off the air, uh, my number one favorite now is Penn's Sunday School, which is another American one. Penn Gillette from Penn and Teller, the Las Vegas oh, magician. Yes, yeah. And he's wow. a very outspoken, loud, atheist, vegan now. Uh, got an opinion on everything, and uh, he's not always right about everything. And admits no, it. Who is? And, and, and Penn Sundays. I just like it because it is just—it's uh, just mm. so real. Yeah, it's just just opinions and real. 
I've thought of two areas of podcasting where I spend a lot of time. One is in the UFO space. Oh, alien, yeah. Which yeah. I've been fascinated ever since I was, you know, this high. Um, and, of course, I'm aware of the conspiracy theories. But there are some really interesting people out there. I spend a lot of time on YouTube uh, where p- people upload podcasts, as you know, all too well as well. But completely away from UFOs, for anyone who's running an online business, Anik Singhal, I think I've got his second name right. <clears throat> Certainly his first name is right. The Fighting Entrepreneur. Wow. Learn.com. Slick, but brilliant information for anyone who's who's trying to get up and running online. And not sell, 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 buy, buy, buy. Just good information. But these days, it's what we've all become, isn't it, Russ? The days are gone when you just did one thing. Now everybody's an entrepreneur online, ducking and diving, doing all sorts of bits and pieces. Yeah, Yeah. and also there's a guy in the writing space called Ty Cohen from the United States of America. Uh, If you Google him, you'll find him. He does a really good podcast on publishing on Amazon and uh, what to do with Kindle publishing. He's got a whole business to do with Kindle publishing. Uh, because which, you, well, that that brings us nicely into your your writing work and uh, yes. and your publishing work. And I think it was last time we spoke. Were you just about to release How to Walk Yourself Happy and Healthy, or had you just released it? I can't. It was around so about just the time released you, it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for the uninitiated, very quickly, I wrote a book uh, based on my experiences and then my research into why just taking a walk. Uh, is such a fantastic form of exercise, under uh, underrated for sure. You know, I still get people coming up to me now, mates of mine who are gym bunnies, and they go, yeah, but you're walking fit. Well, let me tell you, I'd, I'm very happy that I'm walking fit. And if you want to get fit, lose some weight, control your blood pressure, control your cholesterol, get better posture, strengthen your core muscles, sleep better, have a better memory, prevent serious illnesses like diabetes or even cancer, and also it's brilliant for your mental health, then get out there walking. There's 14 different types of walking that you can do, believe it or not. Uh, And I wrote a book all about that, presented a lot of the medical evidence because I can't make it up, Graham. You know, I can't say, well, you'll get your blood pressure down because I said so. Well, who cares? (laughs) So obviously I had to go out and speak to people and find the evidence. And so all of that is the evidential story is part of the, this is what you have to do to get results. And basically I set people a challenge, discover the new you physically or mentally within 42 days, six weeks. It's not long, is it really? And it's designed. Is that the book or is this the course that it's led on to? It's the book, but I've now turned it in to a video learning course where I host a whole series of videos on walking for better physical health and mental health got loads of bonuses uh to help people from losing weight to how to do meditation walking all of this stuff i'm interested in um and it's helped me tremendously with my um health and well-being some of my best ideas for books i've got when i'm 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 walking and i'm literally been staring at a, a blank screen you know the feeling graham (laughs) <laughs> and uh, walking, all of a sudden you uh, you know you come up with an idea for a, a book or an idea for an ebook that will help people um, that company could do um 
you know, I, I just think it's a brilliant form of exercise. It's simple and it's so underrated and it works. So I thought I'm going to get out there and spread the word. Everyone wants video now, audio, video. Obviously, the, the audio book is on Audible, on platforms all over the world and doing well. Um, but I wanted to do a video course and um, I've done a deal with my friends at Udemy, which is an online course platform for everything from how to knit through to how to walk yourself healthy and happy, how to build a boat. You know, there's all, every course under the sun is on there and uh, it's uh, massively discounted for the next 30 days. Take a look. There's free videos that people can sample the course and if they want to get fit, give it a go. What else is coming up for Ross Williams? Because I remember a long time ago you would you had a great idea for a novel which well, we're not going to give anything away did you did, no. a novel is a thing you need to set time aside to do did you get round to doing that in the end um i've i've started it but progress is slow right okay is that what right to say progress is slow <laughs> uh, but yeah. i've ha i've had another idea for another novel that is yeah. completely different and yeah. uh, i th i think would really make a a splash should i write it yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So we'll look out for that too. Eventually, it'll be. There. So I've, 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 the answer is I've got to finish them. Uh, yeah. What I'm actually doing right now is I have a partner, and we do audio books and e-books and um, publish them all over the world in the self-help space. Yeah. Uh, to try and help people improve various aspects of their life, not making money, uh, but how to feel better about themselves and what have you. So I'm working on that, and also I'm going to turn. The course we've just spoken about, uh, I'm going to separate the body from the mind. So I'm going to release just a mental health course from the original course. So I'll do a few new videos and they get, uh, and that'll be a, about an hour and a quarter. So that's a nice, and mental health through walking is through the roof good for you. Right, great. And if you, so want to feel, you want, if you want Russ Williams to make you feel better instantly, then you listen to Nation Radio tomorrow morning. Correct. I was on there this morning. Yes. I think I'm on it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's showbiz. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the fight of your life with Ross Williams is at number six this week on the pod 20. Into the top five now, and at number five, My Favourite Murder with Karen Gilgariff and Georgia Hardstark. Karen and Georgia tell each other their favourite tales of murder and hear true crime stories from friends and fans. At four, Stuff You Should Know. If you've ever wanted to know about Champagne, Satanism, the Stonewall Uprising, Chaos Theory, LSD, El Nino and Rosa Parks, then look no further. Josh and Chuck have you covered. 3. Crime Junkie If you can never get enough true crime, congratulations, you found your people. 2. Ukraine Cast from BBC Radio Victoria Derbyshire and Gabriel Gatehouse try to make sense of it all. And at number 1... The rest is politics. Hello, I'm Alastair Campbell, once Tony Blair's spokesman and now my own. And I'm Rory Stewart, once a Conservative Cabinet Minister and now Independent. Join us for a new podcast. The rest is politics. I remember Liz Truss saying to me, 
can't imagine why you're interested in foreign affairs. It's totally boring <laughs> for me. I've got no interest in foreign affairs. I'd hate to be foreign secretary. <laughs> I can't believe that something like Ukraine would have been going on in that period and the American president would not have at least had part of his mind thinking, what does Tony Blair think? I just don't believe that Boris Johnson's in that place. The vast majority of MPs think they should be prime minister. Whereas in your case, you know that you should, is that right? <laughs> We'll break down the big news stories home and abroad using our own experience from the heart of the political world. And we'll try to rediscover the lost art of disagreeing agreeably. And what he's saying is that's where my soldiers are and they're in Russia. So do not accept my sovereign right to put the soldiers there. He's not trying to trick her. I don't think he's trying to trick her. Mm. I don't know what you thought about that. I, I think he probably was trying to trick her, to be honest. <laughs> I think he's a very cunning old cove. You've got to think... I mean, I, I felt that most of my colleagues in Parliament, after about 10 years, were no longer human beings. They, they'd lost, basically, all the kind of private nuance. And, and they were completely incapable of listening. It's funny. We're very different people, different ages. We're very different, different people. Different political tribes, sitting in different countries, but we're somehow having a conversation. Yeah, they are very different. Alistair Campbell looks like a 1970s ventriloquist, and Rory Stewart looks like a ventriloquist's dummy. The rest is politics. Number one this week on the Pod 20. And that's it for episode 97. Thanks to this week's guests, Nikki Bannerman, Tom Linney, Lewis Black, Russ Williams, Alistair Campbell, and Rory Stewart. Next week, my guest is Joe Yule from The Reset Rebel, the podcast about where she lives, the island of Ibiza. Joe, it must be amazing to live somewhere where the population increases by so much every summer. You shouldn't have that many people flying in in one summer. When I stood at the top of Dolt Villa to make this piece for Deutsche Welle, I stood and looked in one direction where the planes start to come in. And when you can start to see them... And then they go out of sight. It's like 60 seconds before the next one comes and it starts to come again. And it's like, this is, this. that was in July I made that piece. And I was absolutely horrified to see, you know, if each of those planes got 250 or 300 people on them. That's a lot of people coming in every 60 seconds in July and August. You know, the population goes from something like 150 to 200,000 to something like two, you know, two or three million, um, which is really, really insane and ridiculous and not pleasant. And particularly in those steaming hot months, you know, you can't go to the supermarket, you can't get a table in a restaurant, there's no space on the beach. You know, it's really overcrowded and not very fun to be there, if I'm really honest. And that's when people are paying, you know, obscene amounts of money to be there on holiday. And it's, yeah, it's too hot and it's too busy. So um, I think... Yeah, I'm very happy that everybody's going to be making money again this summer. But I think in the long term plan, something needs to be done to monitor, you know, the amount of people that are actually on the island at any one time. And there needs to be a few more rules. Talking of uh, of make, making money, does the Reset Rebel make money, the podcast? I mean, we don't have a sponsor per se, as in we don't have advertising on it, but it does. Yeah, it does monetize itself um, and has done, thankfully, since quite early on. Um, you know, at the very beginning, I was advertising sort of yoga retreats and things that I was running um, and events I was doing. And I got some really great responses very, very quickly, which I was kind of amazed. But I think, you know, if you're talking about a product or a service or an event or, you know, and you're actually, in, you know, the one running it and people like you and they get to know you and they kind of understand who you are as a person. I think, you know, if something is authentic, 
Um, I do think that people connect to that and, you know, and they will spend money on things that that actually um, are in the same vein of the kind of lifestyle that they want to live. So, yeah, it has it has paid for itself. Um, Great. And we've got some good plans to work with some other um, venues and places on the island this summer to um, to collaborate, which is exciting. Yeah. Joe Yule from The Reset Rebel, my special guest next week on The Pod 20. In the meantime, you can watch extended video chats with my guests on YouTube and subscribe to my YouTube channel. And what will happen on the podcast radio chart next week? Will your favourite make it to number one? Find out with me, Graham Mack, on Fridays at 5pm and across the weekend on podcast radio and influence the pod 20. Make a recommendation at thepodcastradio.co.uk. On the morning of August 1st, 1966, shots ring out from the observation deck of the clock tower on the University of Texas campus. It marks the infamous beginning of the modern era of mass shootings in America. You're listening to Stop the Killing podcast. Join us as we take you behind the crime scene tape to explain global mass shootings and mass attacks. I'm Sarah Ferris, but more importantly, this is Catherine Schweitz, the former head of the FBI's active shooter program. I spent five years as the FBI's top executive looking for answers to the mass shooting crisis. I've been at the shooting scenes. I've traced heroic acts of bravery. And I've sat silently and listened to the heart-wrenching stories from survivors. Amongst this horror, there is hope. We all hold the key to stop the killing. You just need to know how to unlock the door. Download Stop the Killing and be part of the solution. Search Stop the Killing on Apple, Spotify and all the usual suspects.